to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Dietitian Values Podcast. Today I want to talk to you about doing marketing differently. Now marketing is definitely one of those things that comes up for dietitians and health professionals that just feels a little bit icky or hard or you know leaves us feeling some sort of way. Uh, maybe you can relate. I know when I first started my dietetics journey into business back in like 2007, showing my uh, vintage, um, one of the things that I was like really wanting to learn more about was marketing and particularly like how to market in a way that still aligned with the values that I showed up in as a dietitian, as a health professional. And to be honest, that question is really what kind of got me on my long-term journey you know, path towards, you know, launching dietitian values, because I think that is a bit of a gap. So today let's talk about marketing, specifically doing marketing differently. There's a lot of information around there, out there around marketing, around there being one right way, around there being the best way. And there's particularly a lot of pretty ordinary, um, tactics, shall we say, strategies. Um, And so I wanted to talk a little bit about it today. It's actually the topic that we ran through this month in Radical, which is my six-month space container uh, for doing business differently, basically. Um, I'll pop the link to the waitlist to that in the show notes. Um, It's basically like a replication of the kind of sales page, you know, the the sign-up page. So if you want to go check it out, all the details are there, like all the same details that I um, show up with when the program's been launched. But instead of purchasing, uh, you can um, sign up to the waitlist to keep in the loop if it's something that sounds like you would um, be interested in. Or if today's episode's kind of piques, you know, piques your interest and you think, yeah, this is the sort of stuff I want to dig into, um, go check that out. So <clears throat> let's talk marketing. So why does marketing feel so icky or feel so weird? Um, basically marketing, traditional marketing, and particularly, um, or maybe we could call it, maybe it's not even traditional, maybe it's modern marketing, um, and particularly in the online space, a lot of the characteristics and the values that underline that marketing is generally for most people that I work with and that I connect to and that I just know um, as health professionals, it just doesn't align with their values. And maybe you have come up against that the kind of modern and traditional kind of business online particularly marketing I'm just going to call it traditional marketing um, is based in like a power over dynamic it's really based in creating this whole authority over people to basically tell them what to do which you know aka buy my stuff there's a lot of use of manipulation specifically um, influence and the characteristics that influence human behavior. And so there's a lot of research on that. And actually, uh, Robert Cialdini put out a book, it's called Influence, where he studied the 
um, strategies or tactics used by organisations, businesses and community, like all types of organisations that they use to influence the behaviour of people. So basically what marketing, kind of the way marketing is used in traditional in traditional business kind of marketing and a lot of the strategies that are taught and particularly specific um, like formulas and step-by-step things are based in the actual like knowing these influences and using them leveraging them and a lot of the times manipulating people and their actually inbuilt drive for um, things like community reciprocity um, scarcity all of those pieces that are part of our kind of human condition or human conditioning and um, a lot of the the stuff out there is how to use that as a tool to get people to say yes to sign up to do what you as the business owner basically want them to do or that you think is what they should be doing potentially as well so there's a lot of manipulation and a lot of the times it can be blatant like overt straight out manipulation um you know phrases that i've heard in marketing um and in business programs you know um things like fake it till you make it um manufacture scarcity uh what are some of the other ones like um leverage pain points overcome objections all of these kind of things that are really around manipulating people and trying to get them to do what we or you want them to do now some are really like that most I think dietitians health professionals see those ones and just go ick (laughs) no thank you there can be a lot that are really um subtle though so things like um you know using things like only I won't go into it too deep because I think that I'm not going to give specific examples the reason being that without the nuance and the depth and the space to actually be in conversation and relationship around this I think that it can leave people feeling maybe concerned about what they've done perhaps defensive but also like like where do I go so I want to talk to you about it broadly I don't want to talk about too many specifics because I think that that's a conversation to be had Um, with a lot more nuance that I can give to in a 20-minute podcast rundown. So let's just say, safe to say, and I'm sure you've noticed it and maybe even been on the receiving end of it or maybe just being trained around it, you know, using manipulating people or, you know, influencing people or basically trying to use tactics and leverage and levers, etc. And those words have been used in programs I've been part of, like pull this lever or push this, um, leverage this thing um, to get people to move forward in the sales process. <clears throat> a lot of the marketing tactics and strategies out there use shame, use coercion, and they also override consent or they are designed to not like explicit, not always, although sometimes absolutely explicitly override consent, but also but sometimes to try and set up that power dynamic where the human that we're trying to, um, the sale, let's call them, um, is um, puts their trust in, us or you as the seller and therefore trusts that you are the authority that you know what's kind of best for them so it might not be explicitly like overcoming consent like turn that no into a yes although I have definitely been in programs where there's been strategies shared on ways to do that you know don't get them off the call until you get a yes you know a lot of the times you know if you've ever felt a bit uncomfortable about discovery calls or you know those kind of like short calls that people do to try and um 
connect with people. And a lot of the times in programs and marketing, they're designed to get the sale. Or if you've been approached by those icky DM, like buy my thing, you know, cold calls through DMs and things where it's really around trying to use all sorts of strategies and tactics to get you to say yes to a thing, even if you don't want to, or even if you kind of weren't thinking about saying yes to this thing, you know, before this um, interaction started. So sometimes it's really, you know, obvious and sometimes it's a little bit more subtle with a lot of these things. Traditional marketing um, promotes like the only way approach, like this is the only way to do it. This is what you've got to do. And if you don't do these things or if you're quote unquote unsuccessful at marketing, it's because you're not doing all these steps or because you're not trying hard enough or you're not, you know, you're missing a piece like this one crucial piece. And so sign up to my $11 billion program and I'll offer it up to you, the blueprint to get all of the yeses. Um, it also traditional marketing encourages you to outsource your intuition to the person teaching you how to do this, but it also encourages you, um, or the person trying to sell their program or trying to sell their services to encourage the humans that you're interacting with to outsource their intuition to you, to override their own intuition and to undermine their trust in themselves, to undermine that trust and, if we're thinking about building businesses and and marketing as relational, building relationships, that kind of stuff, I mean, think about if we thought about this in, in terms of relationship, like starting a relationship where somebody basically like outsourced their intuition and their, their trust in themselves to you. Like it's probably not the start of the most healthy relationship. Um, it also, the way that they're taught, if you're the one learning how to use these tools and strategies in marketing it sometimes leaves you that your trust in yourself undermined. Like you can't trust that you um, around how to do it. And it makes you feel confused. It makes you feel kind of like tied up in knots around like, how do I market? And what I often see is that people either like just kind of like throw marketing out the window. It's like, I'm no good at marketing. I just can't market. And, you know, kind of ignore it a little bit emu, you know, is it ostrich in the sand? Yeah, I think it's ostrich in the sand. You know, like I'll just ignore marketing and hope for the best. Um, sometimes it leaves people like just confused, like trying all different strategies, not finding a way that fits for them, um, feeling confused, feeling like, you know, that sort of throwing spaghetti at the wall kind of strategy. Um, and the other one is sometimes it can lead people to feel like the only way forward is to compromise their values um, and compromise how they want to be in the world and in their business um, to market quote unquote successfully. So maybe you can relate to one or more of those and going through different stages. I know I've been through all those stages, um, over the many years that I've been in business, um, or, or, you know, thinking in that way and maybe not always stuck in that space or, or, or using those, but like thinking, like having those moments where I think, is that the only way? Or, or, or maybe I just, you know, ignore marketing altogether and hope for the best. <laughs> I definitely did that one in my very early days. Um, so this is why it might feel so icky to you. So if it does feel icky, know that it's not you, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with you. It's not a mindset issue. It's not a you problem. And you might notice there with that language, it's very similar to how diet culture gets the humans that we work with, you know, if you work in the non-diet space, anti-diet, um, intuitive eating space, how diet culture gets people to like undermines their trust and gets them to question themselves like there's something wrong with them if they can't stick to the diet. The similar kind of values underlies the traditional marketing space where it gets you to 
think, oh, there's something wrong with me. Like, I'm just no good at marketing. Um, I'm not built for this. Or it gets you to think, well, I just haven't found the right program, you know, the right diet. So there's a lot of parallels. And that's because the same values that underlie online business culture, that underlie supremacy culture, that underlie diet culture, they're they're all across them. Um, And so the similar tactics, strategies and things show up very regularly. So what can we do differently? Or what I would like to offer up for your consideration is a couple of things that you can think of. So if you have done marketing courses, programs, et cetera, in the past, you don't have to throw it all out, right? You don't have to just think, well, there's nothing good in there because they're based on these kind of strategies. You can use your values as a filter. So if you've been through certain marketing programs or if you've learned certain techniques, you can run those through your own values and use it like a filter. And you can ask yourself, is this aligned with how I want to show up in my values? Does this move me towards my values? Does this build trust? So if we're thinking of marketing as being relational, then does that strategy, that technique build trust? Trust for you in yourself, trust between you and the human that you're building your relationship with, or which would hopefully move to a relationship where you're working together, and also trust for them in themselves. Because particularly if you're working in the health space, one of the really key parts that underlies a human-centered approach to health is creating a space where the human you're working with, that you want to share your work with, has trust in themselves, that trust themselves to be the expert in their own experience and the expert in their own, you know, health journey, food, relationship with food, body, movement, whatever it might be. So does this build trust is a really good one. And so there are some things you can do like for for marketing strategies or techniques that you've learned so far is you can run them through the filter. You don't have to throw everything out. You don't have to think, well, um, you know, now what do I do? You know, um, there's nothing here you know, to work on. Um, You can run it through your filter and you can decide whether it's a strategy that you want to use moving forward. And you can use that on an ongoing basis, just like our values change, our relationship with what we're doing in our business changes. So I'd recommend running things through your filter, maybe with each launch, you know, when, or with each kind of program you're selling, or when you're starting a, a marketing, any kind of marketing that you might be doing, that you just do a quick update and run it through your values based filter. Is it aligned with how I want to show up in my values? Does it move me towards my values? Does it build trust? Trust in myself, trust between me and the human I want to share my work with and trust for that human in themselves. And so that is what you can do with where you're at now, like the strategies and the, the tools and things that you have got to this far. And the question or the thing that I'd like to offer up is to reframe or to think about marketing. What if marketing, instead of being... Or instead of just sticking or stopping where the dictionary kind of defines it, which is the action or business of promoting and selling products or services, which is pretty much everything we do in business. Instead of thinking it through that lens of selling um, and promoting, which is part of it. But what if we think about it as building relationships? What if you were to think about marketing as simply signaling to the humans you'd like to share your work with what you do and why you do it? And perhaps even, obviously I would um, encourage, the values that underline what you're doing and why you're doing it, the vision you have for the world. Creating a space where you can both see that vision or come together for that vision and your big dream that you have for the world. And so really less a space about trying to sell a product or a service, although that is there, but less the focus starting there 
at that kind of focus and really have the focus starting on sharing what you do, sharing why you do it, sharing your vision and dream for the world, sharing your values, sharing yourself and building relationships. Because I truly believe that a human-centered business uh, has a trauma-conscious business, a values-driven business if they're values that aren't necessarily the ones embedded in our current system. Marketing is relational. Business is relational and marketing is relational. So reframing your actions and activities in all of business, but particularly in marketing, which is what we're talking about today, reframing your actions and activities towards cultivating relationships. So instead of it being transactional, which is the traditional kind of marketing approach, you know, I've got this thing, I'll tell you all about it, you buy this thing. And in the traditional business, it's like focused on that piece. What can you do to make the person want to buy the thing? Firstly, you know, what can you do to get more people interested, more eyes, more more numbers, et cetera, people on your email list, whatever it might be, more humans, let's say. Um, so first it's like, you know, how do you get more people? How do you let those people know about the thing and how do you convince them to buy it? Um Instead, and and then how do you make the sale, like that transactional piece? Instead, if we switch it to relational, it becomes how do you share what you do? How do you share why you do it? How do you share that with people? How do you connect with more humans over the work you do and sharing that with them and offering it up, providing them with an invitation that if, hey, if this vision for the world, if this way of working and the why I do it, resonates for you come sit by me how do we build that relation relational relational with the humans you want to share your work with your relationship with yourself and your business your relationship with people you collaborate with people you refer to or people who refer to you and thinking about reframing your actions and activities towards cultivating relationships so instead of thinking about marketing about how to get a sale about how to get somebody to say yes about how to get you know more people in your program more people and look I don't mean to discount that, yes, we're in the business of providing services to people. You know, it's not, we're not, there is a business element to this. We exist in a capitalist system. We need, we have financial needs. We need to be met. And it's not a hobby, you know, like you're in a business. It's not a hobby. It's not a nonprofit. It's a business. So yes, there is that element, but a business where we move to the relational piece versus the transaction, where the focus is So it's not to discount all that stuff. It's just shifting the focus from being on that transactional piece to being on the relational piece. If we build the relationships and we're the right fit for that person and they're the right fit for what we're offering, the transactional piece, the sale per se, will come. Because if we have what somebody needs, we've explained to them what it is, they trust themselves enough to say yes, they're ready to say yes to that then that will happen. And think of yourself. Think of yourself when you've been in situations where you're just like, I need this thing. This person has this thing. I love what this person's about. Yes, give me that thing, you know, versus when we're not in that, where it's really that transactional piece. Or like, you know, even like I need to buy, the other day I needed to get like some casual shoes. You know, it was a very transactional purchase. And I mean, that's a product type thing. Most people listening along are in service-based thing, but you can think of it in your own experience when you're in those situations where it's very transactional. 
There's no relationship built with maybe the person, relationship built with the business versus when you're in the space where the focus is relational. Humans who get you, humans who remember your name, humans who remember things about you, um, that has a different feel and it impacts your behavior, it impacts your relationship. You know, you might even build relationships with the humans that you are working with before you're working with them, as you work with them. And the focus becomes for us as a health professional, instead of focusing on getting the sale, we get to shift our focus on showing up as ourselves and building relationships with humans, whether the transaction piece comes or not. Because if you're a health professional, if you're in the business of doing health, of connecting with humans, whether it's as a dietitian, a physio, a yoga instructor, whatever it might be, or even outside of other professions, but service-based professions, being a copywriter, being a photographer, being um, you know, somebody who provides services, I would imagine that you are in that because you like to interact with people. You like to build relationships. And, so, and for most of us, the most rewarding thing that happens in our work is when we do build relationships, when we build spaces where we connect to the humans we're working with, when it becomes more than the transaction. And we can start that process before we're working with somebody. We can start it in our marketing. And not only will it be more, um, more aligned like more trauma conscious, more human centered. For most of us, probably you, if you're listening around here with the stuff that I often talk about, I'm going to guess it's going to be more fulfilling. And if you are working through your own definition of success, your values driven version of success, it's very highly likely to be more successful for you. Successful in hundreds and thousands of sales, $11 billion months. Who's to say? But as far as how you feel in your business, how you feel when you're marketing, how you feel when you're sharing your services with somebody and what you offer, a feeling of more values aligned success for you when the focus is on relational versus transactional. So that is what I wanted to offer up today. Basically, you know, if you feel some sort of way about traditional marketing, you're not alone and it's not you. And... You don't have to throw everything out that you've learned about marketing so far or marketing strategies, but you can run it through your own filter, your values filter and that trust filter, you know. Adrienne Marie Brown has an amazing, well, it's just a quote that, um, or a piece of wisdom, if you like, from them that I repeat often, which is move at the speed of trust. So what if we created marketing that was trust-based, marketing that was designed to cultivate trust, trust in ourselves, trust between us and the human we are working with and trust for that human with what they're doing. Because for most of us, that's actually going to create a foundation in our business, but also in when we, like for if, if that human does say yes to working with us, we've already set the foundation for a relationship where we can create change or where we can hold space for what's going on for that person. When people come into a business or into a service-based business, particularly through those transactional methods, sometimes that actually there needs to be a bit of trust repair to even happen before the work can begin. Or yeah, there sometimes can need to be a bit of a shift there with those traditional online kind of businessy, businessy things. Or it just doesn't like the, the opposite, or not the opposite, but, the, but really probably the focus is, is when we focus on the relational, when we focus on the trust-based stuff, then we already are starting that foundation, an amazingly strong foundation to which to actually launch into work together, as opposed to perhaps in the transactional space. 
So what I wanted to offer up to you today is that don't throw it all out, but run it through your values filter and shift things towards the relational. Reframe your actions and activity towards cultivating relationships and consider marketing to be simply about signaling to the humans you'd like to share your work with what you do and why you do it. Create a space where you both envision a better world and invite them to come along with you, i.e. work with you, if that's a vision that aligns with them, their values and where they might be. With human-centered marketing, relational marketing, this kind of thing, it creates a space for everyone involved to show up and leave as their whole human selves. And that is what I believe is human-centered trauma-conscious marketing. And I think we can do marketing differently and I think we can do marketing in that way. So if that sounds like your kind of marketing, then come sit by me. Um, If you have questions, comments, concerns, if you wanted to share anything, then please do. If this resonates with you, share it with your best friend, your business bestie, your dietitian friends, colleagues, Um, because the more people, I think the more we have these conversations, um, the more we can shift things. Now, am I presenting this is the only way? No, because I'm not in the business of traditional marketing, but it's one way. It's one way we could move forward. It's one way we could do things differently. And it's one way we could re-envisage marketing and how we can do it differently and how we can show up as ourselves and create spaces where the humans we work with and want to work with and eventually hopefully will work with can show up or leave if they don't want to as their whole selves too. Okay, so shout out if you've got questions, share this if you um, if it resonates and I will talk to you again soon. Until then, bye for now much for listening i really appreciate you and the time you've given to me if you like what you heard please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice want more like this come follow along and continue the combo on instagram where i hang out at dietitian values i'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect have a good one catch you next time on the dietitian values podcast the dietitian values podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the nambri and Ngunnawal people i pay my respects to the elders past present and emerging